0: Welcome to In the Trenches, a weekly podcast series dedicated to entrepreneurial leadership, the principles and values that define and develop it, as well as actionable steps that you can take to immediately lead your team to victory. Good afternoon, guys. This is Eric McLeir with Push Press, and we have our next episode with a great friend, uh, a former coach at my affiliate, and the uh, creator of the Level Method. This is Nathan Holliday. He's a great guy to have in your back pocket for solutions, and it's one of the reasons why I wanted to bring him on our leadership discussion today. Nathan, if you could do a little introduction for those that are watching and may not know you. For sure. Um,
1: So uh, Eric sort of mentioned it. I started coaching at his gym back in 2008 after I got out of the Army. Uh, That's really where I sort of got all of my coaching skills and we sort of moved up the ranks went into gym ownership uh, did some competition stuff and really just have been in the world of fitness for quite a long time and then after four or five years of owning a gym started going down the path of creating the level method uh, and that has been just a massive learning opportunity in so many different ways and over the past now four years Um, Developed Level Method more, our our focus is to make uh, gym owner lives easier in a variety of ways. And now my life is really taking care of the Legion, which is our group of uh, gym owners within Level Method, and helping them in every way possible and taking the skills that I've developed and the experiences that I have to
0: just, you know, help any way I can. Let's dig in on that. I mean, obviously we've got a a similar background where the term discipline or uh, organization was necessary. Were there any defining uh, like leadership principles or values that you took from your time in the service and layered over any of your company or your development of your company?
1: Yeah. Like for me, my military experience, you know, it, it, it was my trial by fire in the sense that it, it taught me how to deal with things that I didn't like, <laughs> you know, so I came out of, I came out of that with a whole new outlook. Uh, but my the real leadership development, I would say, um, came through business with really understanding that um, no one's going to do it. No one's going to come and help you. You have got to take control, and it took me a bunch of years to realize that. like I was always sort of waiting and this this happens you know when you're younger, especially. you just think that like mom or somebody's going to come and help, but nobody ever comes, and unless you figure out how to do it, right. uh, it's not going to work. you know and I think that that being just pushed into the dirt for so many years and thinking that I should be having success but not getting the success, almost like I deserved it. You know, that was really through enough of those experiences, I came out realizing that like, if you're, gonna, if you're going to you're going make things happen, you have got to do the work. And right. then
0: that's really, <laughs> that's the lesson. So if it didn't come, let's say deeper down in Sykes, I, I really, what I really want to ask is do, do you study this discussion or this discussion mm-hmm. topic? Like is leadership, organizational leadership or direct leadership, or, you know, is it something that you value and spend time developing in yourself so that you can in turn help develop your staff? Absolutely. Yeah. So I am a big fan of, uh, of archetypes
1: and mythology. So, um, anybody who studied the work of like Joseph Campbell or hero with a thousand faces, you you look through any of these stories throughout history and they have common themes you look at like a Star Wars is a common theme, the hero's journey, this whole thing. And when you look at archetypes, there's four primary defines of the big ones, right? And there's a book by, it's the same name, it's, it's King, Warrior, Magician, Lover right so these four primary archetypes now the king is the leader the king is the the person that is taking a look at the domain You're, it's much more meta level and then you have like the warrior mode which is like the worker the person doing the stuff and so through my studies of of archetypes mythology just these big things it is really directed me into understanding what the primary roles of these different archetypes are and how they manifest in my own life. And if I'm, if something's going wrong in my life, it's generally an imbalance in one of these primary archetypes. So like the king mode, as an example, is all planning. So having a key, having an understanding of what you're trying to do, having vision, Understanding how to communicate that vision, getting people on the same page. So if I see somebody who doesn't isn't capable of doing that, as opposed to thinking, "Oh, there's something wrong" or whatever, I look at it as an imbalance in the archetypes. We got to take a step back and sort of rank these different areas and figure out what's lacking, and then figure out what needs to be done in order to to move those things forward. So, like <clears throat> in my own practices. I, I mean, I'm very obsessive in a lot of different ways, but I do a weekly review. I've done a weekly review for a couple of years, very diligently every weekend. There's time spent to take a look at these sorts of things. And I go through these steps and it's, it's a little, it's a lot of work, but it's totally worth it because each week I take a look at what happened the past week and I sort of plan my next week. That's all king work. And for the first 10 years, I didn't do any of that work. I was just, I was reacting, just going through and we could, where we are now, with the coronavirus and all that sort of stuff. When, when stress comes into our lives and there's a whole bunch of stuff that we cannot control, it's very easy to go into reaction. It's very easy to go into pure warrior mode where you're just in it going, trying to survive, trying to do all these things. But really the value is going to be in taking a step back into that king mode. and and taking a look at all the different areas of your life and working to balance. And as the king, you then assign different duties to these different other roles, right? So your warrior role, a king role would be, I'm looking at my week. I have my primary outcomes that I wanna do for my week. I look at my day, I structure out my day. I'm gonna get up at this point, I'm the king. I'm like, this is what's gonna happen. And then when I wake up in the morning, I'm now warrior mode and I'm going through my day and I'm taking a look and I'm listening to the King's directions. What is it? Yeah. Just
0: shipping away, knocking him down. Just,
1: yep. Right. Just one at a time. And now if I fail as a warrior to follow the plan, that's a whole other set of things. I got to take a look. I got to see what's imbalanced. Did I, did I give myself too much of a crazy schedule? Am I, you know, what's going on? But I feel most satisfied and most fulfilled with my work specifically when I've looked at things and I've defined what it is that I want and I've I've clearly defined my outcomes and I know if I have been successful or I haven't been successful. If I've not been successful, then it's simply let's look and see what went wrong and how we can fix it for this upcoming week. So the constant learning it's not like i have all the answers or i know magically suddenly you know this has been an ongoing thing for me a constant a a constant study out of frustration for not having balance you know the lover in, in the archetypes is all communication connection with yourself being able to rejuvenate you know uh, the physical environment, touch, all that sort of stuff is lover world. And if you're not, if you're missing that, you're going to be missing out a lot of passion in life and a lot of, so they all interweave together. But the king leader and the, the one who has to direct and I find a lot of entrepreneurs, and this is this was me for many, many years. I didn't want to define what I wanted to do. I didn't want to be relegated to something now that this is. A, but the whole idea is that once you make the decision, you can morph. You can make little adjustments as you go, but you have the general idea and you've done the work, the thinking, the thinking is the most important thing. It's the, One of the hardest things to do is to sit and think and come to conclusions and figure out what it is that you want and what you're going to do about it. Then you map out your
0: plan and then it's warrior mode. Dude, so that that brings me literally to the next step. I mean, clearly that structure that you've set for yourself has laid the framework for you to be able to deal with the you know the present day uh, pandemic, and you're able to have options. You're able to um, to delegate, to communicate, to organize, to structure. I mean. I get a chance now luckily to sit outside of the gym ownership spectrum and look and watch how the level method has impressed upon other gym owners made their lives easier. I mean, within 12 hours, I think of some whether California was mandated or whatever. I mean, you guys had immediate solutions. You had an immediate response with the resiliency challenge and it was like you, it was in your back pocket already. You were like, Hey, I've got the solution for you. Here you go. Right. And it's, to flow like the workflow was seamless that wouldn't have been possible had you not arranged from the king on down your order and the planning am i correct yeah so essentially i looked at the corona uh,
1: everything what you focus on is what you feel and how you view things you know so when i when this whole thing started happening to me it was an opportunity to really just step up like Here's a bunch of craziness that's happening. What can we do to actually make a difference? And so I've done challenges for years and years and we had this, uh, the resilience challenge was a repurposing of something that had been previously built. And it, there was a ton of work, you know, I called up John and my business partner and we we're like, you know, talking like, look, we should probably do some sort of thing that does this. As soon as we made that decision, I mapped out the plan. So we sat down, mapped out the entire plan. What are the elements that need to be in place to have a successful thing in all of these different areas? And when you look at mapping out a plan, coming back to the the king, it's about defining the vision. It's really about defining the outcome. What is the outcome that you wanna do? If you work by to-do lists only, and you work by action steps only, you're going to get caught into the details. You're not going to be able to see the bigger picture. But if you think about outcomes as the primary thing, an outcome is like this end result. Now, how I get to this end result, it can be a whole different variety of ways, right? Yeah. It's going to change. I might get mixed up, but if I have that picture of where I'm going, I can look at that constantly and brings me back and I'm like, okay, now with all the assets that I have, what can I do to get to that result fastest and most efficiently? So, That's what we did with the with the level method. Immediately, the entire business changes. Everybody's experienced this. Every business that anybody has, meow, a completely different business. Like you're doing something completely different now. So you got to think to yourself, well, what's the outcome? What do I need to be focusing on in order in this new environment to continue to deliver, you know, a product, a service, or whatever it is? So the buckets that we focus on in a day to day basis have changed so before i might be focusing on intros and doing okay that's all gone right away we're moving to virtual coaching and what, and so then it's like okay if i'm going to do a virtual coaching business what are the things that need to be in place well I, I need to make sure that i have a way of giving the programming i need to make sure that i have a way of uh keeping the quality high i have to have a way of giving somebody workouts that are predefined and good so the the, the level method now we came up with we need an engagement a way to engage. And this is universal. You can, right. any gym owner can use the ideas because it doesn't matter. Again, our, the way we did it was through like a resilience challenge, but the outcome was to engage our members, right? We need to have some sort of community engagement thing. That's the outcome. And so all across the world, now you see different people doing that in different ways. So we need to engage the members. <clears throat> and then we, we did uh, at home workouts, which was just to provide a high quality you know, super good workouts for people. And so those were the two factors that uh, we had with level method was at home workouts, resilience challenge, these were the two central pieces. Now in my gym at the gym level, it moved immediately to keeping people engaged, and then keeping the communication and the the uh, relationship totally tight you got to make sure that, and the best way to do that is uh, individual program design mixed in with whatever sort of community and Zoom events you can possibly do. We got to mix those things in. But again, the outcome is the same. We got to get, provide our, our clients with an exceptionally good service, where they know we care, where we're communicating them on an ongoing basis uh, as, as quickly as possible. They put something in, we put something back, and then we need a way of spinning up the environment for the, the broader
0: community. Pretty simple outcomes. again, the way you do it is give ways to do it. I love it. I love it. I've, I've heard nothing but great comments and feedback for the gyms uh, that we touch base with now through Push Press that are level met the gyms that are running the resiliency challenge. Um, they're taking attendance, they're having a high level of communication, they have high touch points, they're able to celebrate. Um, and and you get to think to yourself at the end, or I shouldn't even say the end how long this goes for um that thing can continue to move like obviously it can be rebuilt and rebuilt and rebuilt because how long does this go for none of us know right maybe it's april maybe it's may maybe it's june have you had a discussion yet with your coaching staff about pivot points or ways you care to change if need be if this goes longer than uh let's say longer than may
1: yeah right away uh we i mean all of the steps, you know, you one of the very first steps that we had within at, at a gym level uh, is getting the team completely a uh, cohesive rowing in the same direction. Everybody knows what we're doing. The and the 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 basic the foundational idea is that we've got to engage and we've got to do true coach essentially. This is like, or not true coach any way of doing it, but it's an individual program design. So that that became the highest priority. It's like. In our meetings, we're discussing now all of the things around making sure that we have defined, I mean, define what the outcome for the client is. Each client is different. Some clients don't want necessarily to be trying to get a bunch of, you know, they don't want to run a mile in five minutes. They want to just stay consistent and get some structure in their day, right? And right. so when we, you clearly talk about, it. and so these are the sorts of discussions we're having with coaches where it the, as an owner role, my job is to sort of, I have my team, I have my team of coaches and I want to keep them with income. I got to, I got to figure out the way they're, they're going to make some income. Well, they normally would be coaching these amounts of classes and whatever. They'd be making this amount of money. So how do we morph that and be able to do the same thing? You know, like there's a, each community, each gym is going to be different, but that, that communication with the coaches so that they know like, okay, this is going to be it's going to be like this for a little while until we can then bridge back into regular stuff. But yeah, the the ongoing coaching meetings is super important, and you've got to reinvigorate from a co from an owner standpoint. And we're talking about the king role, the leader role. You've got to reinvigorate constantly.
0: It, it, it's up to you. The what? Yeah, like daily. I mean, that's going to be the role. Oh yeah, constantly deliver information. That you've got to you've got to reinvigorate it sucks you know you're thinking i don't want to be a, a cheerleader or whatever okay
1: it's well if you don't want to do that then just pre- be prepared for people to be sitting in their freaking living rooms getting all like depressed and not doing shit yeah exactly they're just gonna, this is what's going to happen unless you're on top of it and you're talking to them and you're addressing these issues you're getting people excited because again the 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 corona this environment everybody's looking for somebody to help them sort of show them the way. Like, where do I go? What do I do? And if you're that person, your clients are gonna stay with you because they're looking for that. I mean, unless they can't because they've lost their job or whatever. But for the vast majority of people, Uh, That are okay, you know, and it is the majority. We look at these unemployment numbers and it's a staggering number, but it's still the majority is going to be okay. It's it's the people that are losing. I mean, it's just a horrible situation, but we have that. And um, with the clients that we can uh, keep, we can keep them motivated and excited. You
0: know, that's, that's the, the goal. I kind of lost my train of thought when I was talking yeah. about the unemployment numbers. <laughs> I it, no, mate, Cause that's, that's the reality is that a significant portion is going to be able to stay engaged. I mean that then we come to the point of then what people come back, the gyms start to thrive. Um, but what if a gym owner doesn't make it there? I mean, we know, I personally know a handful of gym owners that are at the brink of failure. Um, they, for a myriad of reasons, but they're at the brink of failure or they are, um, they're very close. And if you were to deliver uh, maybe not even insight, but like, what would you say to them? If you had a chance to face with them? So, I mean, there's there's
1: only a few, there's only a few things we can do.
0: Number one, if you've
1: lost a bunch of clients, you've got to get clients. Now, the thing is, if you've already lost them because for a number of reasons, these are all warm clients. These are prospects now. And you've got to win them back. You've, you've got to show them why they are missing out. It's the fear of missing out. You got to show them why your community is still buzzing, why things are still awesome, that you have all these cool programs. That You know, you've just got to it, you've got to fake it until people start coming back. The the prospects that are out there going cold and trying to get Facebook leads and all that sort of stuff. That's not the best idea. You want to go right to everybody that you already have a relationship with and reach out individually. You got to go back to this like grassroots style of individual yep. calls, individual emails, talking to them. Get, I mean, it's going to be an exorbitant amount of work. You think that I want to put all my freaking my, all of my people in true coach. Right. If anybody who's ever done any program design knows that to put you, in, yeah, it's a lot of, it's a lot of work. It's 50, 60, 100 people, 150. In true coach, we're talking about a load. So number one, right away, you've got to be starting to pull people in that. I mean, this is my opinion, pulling them in that direction and training your coaches on how to deliver outstanding service right? And having a, a set program. So this is what we're doing and what I recommend with Level Methods specifically. We're delivering at-home workouts that are designed to be done at home. And they're, they're comprehensive. They're good workouts. We're putting a lot of time into this. And it seems to me even now that a lot of people have missed the opportunity because what they're doing is they're delivering workouts to their members. Like, uh, here's a group workout that we're doing. And then they're getting levels as opposed to taking those workouts and delivering them spaced out in true coach done for you already. I just got to put the workouts in. And then on my You know, two or three home workouts a week with some simple progressions for any of their weaknesses or maybe some habit development or some mental stuff. Yeah, some things that get them engaged, and you build that relationship. All the programming's already done for you, and now you're putting them in. You're making adjustments based on the workouts that they have, or sorry, the the equipment that they have. You're, and you're just you're free flowing with it, but you're delivering. You're keeping that uh, that
0: engagement and that connection and the relationship alive, which is right. the original outcome anyway. So how they're getting there, right, could be different for. 150 clients. Exactly. Each person's going to be a little different and they're not going to leave if they know
1: that you care about them and that you're delivering them value, right? There's, we did a little thing before, like people that are hoping that people don't quit because they want, it's more of a charity style thing and no offense to anybody that's doing that, right? That's, you know, there is something to be said about that. But my thinking is that we want to deliver value that's so outstanding that they're not going to quit even if they like, they're going to be like, this would be ridiculous for me. Look at what I'm getting. This is awesome. I'm, I'm making progress. I'm, I have a coach that cares about me and I'm, you know, and it's like, again, every community is going to be a little different with the relationship that you have with your clients. Some communities don't know anything about true coach. And I've seen Zoom classes work really well, but in order for them to work well, where you do group Zoom classes, you've got to pay attention to the details and you've got to deliver value. So that's that. if you're doing Zoom, it means that you're coaching individually, you're touching base with people, you're sending attaboy cards the same way as you would have normally. You know, right. it's, it's not now just suddenly a, a free for all, I can just sit back and not even have to worry about it. No, it's it gotta be even works. more, you know? And so when I see there's gonna be a lot of struggle out there for sure, but the, the, the stress and the anxiety that, that bubble up to the surface comes from not being action biased. You wanna be action biased. Now, if you're gonna take action though, you better be sure that it's the right action. And in order for it to be the right action, you've gotta do the thinking and the thinking comes through planning. So you've gotta take a step back go into king mode, plan out your stuff. You got to figure out what the most valuable actions are and then freaking double down on those actions. And what I've been saying now, all these little things, these are the actions that we've decided upon. And these are the ones that we've we've gone. I've lost one person at my gym um, and it was an entrepreneur who owns uh, like five breweries. <laughs> so he has four kids, he's he's out of luck. But I I keep them on my I keep them on my schedule the same way. So I, I'm programming for it, even though he's not paying. I don't care. It, it's about that relationship and helping him because he's going to need some stuff anyway, you know. And the, the the lack of losing a lot of people comes solely from being able to pivot, getting everybody into a, a a a platform that I'm we're able to deliver value and then spinning up as much of the community stuff as we can and just keeping things cohesive. So and and then a really important thing is always casting the vision, casting what's coming. This is going to stop, you know, at some point, you know, it's going to stop and we're just going to hit the ground running just like we never even stopped. Right. We're just going to keep on rolling. Right. And when people know that they're like,
0: yes, cool. This is, this is good. And that's a, and that's the winning, the winning strategy and winning team to be a part of is someone that can have that vision that I can follow. Right. Man, I sincerely appreciate your time. Uh, your wisdom, your knowledge, most importantly, your friendship through the last 14, 15 years.